It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. And as you know, and as we told you on our last episode, which we recorded late on Friday night, that was a good thing because Friday was a huge news day between the Redskins preseason schedule, the NFL opening up training camps and buildings, Pepper Rogers passing away, uh, former Redskin executive, longtime college coach. Uh, and there was another story, I can't remember, oh, the Quentin Dunbar situation uh it was a good thing that we waited until friday night to record it because we had all four of those stories to cover the problem is is just as we got done recording that overnight friday night into saturday morning a redskin player got arrested on multiple charges we're going to tell you all about that coming up and we found out saturday morning that redskins legend and super bowl champion the secretary of defense dexter manley was battling in some ways, in some ways, certainly for his life, while contracting or after contracting COVID-19. So that's where we'll start on today's episode. As far as we know, as we record this on Monday afternoon, Dexter's doing okay. Uh, I have not heard directly back from him. I did text him uh, on Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. Uh you know, obviously not trying to drive him crazy, and I'm not going to call him or anything like that, uh, because I know when I'm sick, I don't want anybody bothering me. Please, uh, th- thank you for caring. Uh, please leave me alone. Just let me be miserable on myself. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, I texted him uh, twice, uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I, You know, I've, I've known Dexter. I don't know him well, uh, but I know him well enough. Um, and clearly he's a gregarious guy who you know, is just, I mean, he's more of a Redskins legend than an NFL legend, even though he played for a couple of teams. I mean, look, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Dexter Manley was, you know, everything good, everything troubling, everything, you know, he was the classic example of um, a, a super talented guy who battled demons and in a lot of ways overcame a lot of that. Uh, maybe you don't overcome everything. Maybe, you know, at some point, it catches up to you. I don't know. Um, I mean, who knows how to make heads or tails out of this situation. But here's what happened. Daryl Grant, former Redskin, his teammate, meaning Dexter Manley's teammate. Now, I, I couldn't find this on Twitter or social media, so I didn't know where this came from. But a very popular Twitter account, uh, for whatever reason, at Redskins Today underscore, uh, is, or was first to report this uh, late on Friday night. 
you know, saying, look, sad news here. Former Redskin Pro Bowl defensive end. Dexter uh, was, uh, I think, a Pro Bowler once, if memory serves me correct. Actually, had more Super Bowls uh, than Pro Bowls, if I remember that correctly. But he had 91 career sacks. He says, has COVID-19 and, quote, isn't doing well at all, according to former teammate Daryl Grant. Please say a prayer for Manley. Now, there were a couple of follow-up texts uh, or tweets to this uh, about Manley's condition. And honestly, I mean, when you hear this and somebody says isn't doing well at all, you're kind of expecting the worst, right? You're kind of fearing the worst. And maybe the worst might still happen. I don't know. But Ben Standig of The Athletic was first to report, um, based on what I saw, maybe I missed somebody, uh, that Manley was doing, you know, much better. He got sick about 10 days before uh, and that a family member um, told him that the 61-year-old was resting comfortably and in no imminent danger uh, at the time. Now, his daughter then chimed in on, I believe it was an Instagram story or something like that, you know, and her name is Dallas. Um, which is kind of interesting. And apparently she's a Cowboys fan, <laughs> you know, which adds even more uh, to this. But she says, thanks so much. I really appreciate the love. Dad said this morning, quote, I hope everyone's prayers will be answered on my behalf because it's getting really hard for me right now. End quote. Um, so, you know, then she went on and said, so of course I had to hit him with no weapon formed against us shall prosper and neither should fear. He's still on oxygen and can't really talk. Uh, still, it's more taking many pauses. I, I don't understand quite all of that, but but basically, look, oxygen, different than a ventilator, one. Um, can't really talk is not a positive thing. It's not like you go, oh, he's doing great. Uh, but no imminent danger, I guess, is a good sign. His daughter chiming in and and going public after the reporting, after Daryl Grant. Look, you know, again, now he's still in the hospital from what I understand. Um, I haven't been able to confirm that one way or the other, but that was the last I heard. Uh, The Washington Post did a lot of reporting on that. Um, And that's fine. I mean, we listen, here's the thing. I I don't know about you guys. Uh, When I saw the story, I was like, well, you know, I could try and dig every dig and, and, and call anyone and call hospitals and all. That's none of my business. I mean, he's got a right to medical privacy, right? I mean, just because he's Dexter Manley and he was a public figure and he's one of the most beloved Redskins of all time doesn't mean we have to, you know, unturn every stone to tell you exactly what's going on here. We know he's got COVID-19. That's dangerous in and of itself. The Level of degree doesn't seem to be, you know, 10 on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, but it certainly doesn't seem to be a 1. Maybe somewhere in between, uh, but no imminent danger. Um, And his daughter, you know, basically saying, you know, look, doing okay or, or, you know, as good as he can possibly be, I guess. Um, Now, apparently he got sick, he felt nervous, and he should right? He should. He's got a grandson. Um, I mean, he's only 61 years old. Why shouldn't he feel nervous, right? So hopefully Dexter is going to be okay. I mean, I, I don't know how much more I can say on that other than I didn't feel it was fair to start like 
you know, trying to uncover what the hell was going on with Dexter Manley. Uh, other than, okay, we know he's got COVID-19 and essentially his daughter confirmed that, right? Now, again, this isn't a media thing. This isn't like to some, like the Washington Post did this whole thing, uh, all these details. That's great. That's awesome. That's the Washington Post. They, you know, they want to unturn every stone. They have the personnel. A, I don't. And B, I didn't think it was fair. You know, with Alex Smith, for example, right? I mean, we knew a lot of serious stuff was going on. But, I mean, at some point we say, okay, you know what? The team is refusing to talk. Alex is obviously not talking. His wife is not talking. Uh, nobody else is talking on his behalf. At some point, you have to let people medically have some privacy. I've met Dexter, I don't know, four or five times, whatever it is, uh, over the years and did a TV show with him once, I believe, at the, I want to say the end of the 2010 or 2011 season. Um, I think it was the 2011 season. Um and uh, through Mike Richmond, Redskins historian, some of you guys might know uh, Mike. Um, he set that up. Also met him in the broadcast booth a couple of times um, when I was with Redskins Radio. I mean, Dexter is as gregarious and as outgoing uh, and as nice of a, and friendly of a guy as you can. You just hope that he's all right during this. All right. We will take a quick time out, come back, tell you about the Redskin player arrested, multiple charges, and what the hell was he thinking? Ugh. That's next on the Locked On Redskins podcast. But first, guys, Chris Russell here. Again, Locked On Redskins want to tell you about our good friends at Built Bar. That's right. They've been with us for a couple of weeks now. They are moving and a-grooving, shaking, uh, and building their business. You see them everywhere now. And we're so happy to have them a partner with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network because partnerships like this make sense, right? They have a product that they want to tell you about and that they want to show you how good it is, and we have a forum to tell you about it. So it's a perfect recipe, right? Just like a Built Bar. A Built Bar is a perfect recipe if you're trying to get more protein, lower carbs, much lower sugar than your average standard chocolate bar, and have some really, really, really good quality taste too. I mean, I'm telling you, you bite into a Built Bar, depending on whatever your flavor is. I love peanut butter and chocolate. I just bought a box of the peanut butter chocolate um, uh, bar, uh, and I'm also bringing a mint chocolate chip bar uh, box to my daughter uh, because that's what she wanted. Um and it's just wonderful. It's just one. I mean, it tastes just like a chocolate bar, right? Uh, like depending on, again, what flavor you like. And they have multiple flavors. So go check them out. BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Order yours today and you'll save $10 on your first order. $10 off your first order. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On. That's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On to save $10 and get your Built Bars. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. 
Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, it is Chris Russell with you. We continue along on the Locked on Redskins podcast right here uh, as we begin a new broadcast week. So we told you a Redskin player has been arrested. The Redskins dodged the whole Quentin Dunbar situation uh, late last week. Uh, he has turned himself in. He has also posted a bond and he has now been released from jail. Of course, his lawyer says, no, 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 no. It's not my client. I know my client. I love my client. Spelled his name wrong a couple of times, apparently. Uh, Whatever. Uh, We will see. Um, Cody Latimer (laughs) is not a guy that can be doing what not to say that Quentin Dunbar and DeAndre Baker were right. Obviously, they were wrong. Whatever happened, not good. No bueno. But there's a difference when you're a first-round pick, DeAndre Baker. There's a difference when you're Quentin Dunbar and you're one of the better corners in the league when you're on the field. Now, this doesn't mean that Quentin Dunbar is going to get paid because there should be no way in heck that a team should feel comfortable investing in Quentin Dunbar even before, quite honestly, this incident. But especially now, whether he's guilty, not guilty, doesn't matter. Again, don't put yourself in that position. Don't put yourself in that position. And sometimes the position gets created around you, but I also think it's the situation that you put yourself in, right? Just as much. So Quentin Dunbar and DeAndre Baker in trouble. They'll have to fight a legal battle. I'm sure even if they're found not guilty, they will be suspended by the NFL. Again, not the Redskins' problem. However, Cody Latimer is, for now. Now, here's the thing. Cody Latimer can easily be dumped. We will figure out what the Redskins do, but here's my report from the Google News Initiative, Locked on Redskins report, which you can download anywhere. You download the Locked on Redskins podcast or your favorite podcast or say, Hey, Google, play me the news, and you'll get locked on Redskins, and you can get the Google News Initiative report. So we did this report uh, for Monday. Here's what I had to say about the situation involving Cody Latimer. We made it through Quentin Dunbar, uh, former Redskin, as in like a month and a half ago, arrested on multiple charges, charged, uh, guns, burglary, four counts of felony, all that stuff that we had late last week. And we thought, wow, the Redskins got lucky. Boy, did they trade him. And the Redskins did get lucky. The Redskins did get lucky. Only to have on early Saturday morning near the Denver Broncos facility, a team he used to play for, new Redskins wide receiver Cody Latimer, arrested and charged with multiple assault and weapons charges. Yeah. So this isn't good, right? You don't ever want to be on TMZ. We did this, the whole thing with Monte Nicholson. You never want to be arrested, period. You never want to be wielding a gun, period. You never want to be involved in any of this stuff. But especially, especially when you're Cody Latimer. Why? 
because Cody Latimer is not Terry McLaurin. Hell, he might not be anybody that the Redskins have on the current roster. And that means Kelvin Harmon, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Antonio Gibson. Uh, he might not even be necessarily better than Cam Sims or Trey Quinn. Now, I think he is, right? But who are we kidding? It's Cody freaking Latimer. He signed in March a one-year deal, low guarantee. The Redskins don't owe him a lot of money if they want to move on from him, which is the guess that they will do, but arrested in the second degree for menacing an illegal discharge of a firearm, prohibited use of a weapon, and reckless endangerment near the Denver Broncos facility. I, you know, like, like, really? So here's the thing. In the last week or so, Ed Oliver from the Buffalo Bills, a former top 10 pick, Cody Latimer, now of the Washington Redskins. Quentin Dunbar, formerly of the Redskins, now of the Seahawks. For, Giants first-round pick from a year ago, DeAndre Baker. Four NFL players arrested, charged. Why? Dealing with guns, right? Here's a novel concept. If you're an NFL player, don't have a gun. It's that simple. I've never touched a gun in my life. I'm 46 years old. Now, I'm, you know, maybe one day something bad will happen to me, but for, I'm 46 for 46 by not playing with guns, by not holding a gun. Again, maybe something will happen to me at some point down the line. I can't control that, but I know I'm 46 for 46. Let's try and be a little bit more smart. Let's try and be a little bit more mature. Let's try and be a little bit more responsible and reasonable. Let's try and not get arrested and charged with five different accounts and charges so that we have wackadoo lawyers come out and blast the media and say everybody's rushing to judgment and no, 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 you don't understand and all of this stuff. Nonsense. We understand. Here's the thing. Whether it happened, didn't happen, whether you're guilty, not guilty, and just because you're not guilty does not mean you're innocent, by the way. See, that's... That, that's wrong in this country. People believe it's innocent or guilt. No, 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 no. It means guilty or not guilty. It doesn't mean innocent. Not guilty is very different than innocent, okay? So just because somebody is not guilty or gets found not guilty does not mean that they are truly innocent, right? But here's the bottom line. If you're Cody Latimer, you can't put yourself in any sort of situation like this, because you're not going to make it, son. You're not going to make it. If you're Quentin Dunbar, you might be able to get away with it. If you're DeAndre Baker, you might be able to get away with it if authorities clear you of charges. If you're Ed Oliver, not if you're Cody Latimer. Sorry. That's just the truth. All right, so that's from the Google News Initiative Locked on Redskins report. We do one and roughly five-minute reports, although we try and keep it much lower than five minutes just so you guys don't have as much to go. Everybody's time precious. So that is the deal on Cody Latimer. Again, it's very simple. And I know, again, sometimes you can't help the situation that you put yourself in or you get put in, but a lot of times you can and just like a lot of times you can avoid getting arrested for firearms if you carry them legally, if you registered them, if you use them legally, and if you don't do the things that so many athletes and people are, you know, quite honestly doing, using them illegally, 
having them illegal. I mean, we've seen, again, Quentin Dunbar, DeAndre Baker, Ed Oliver from the Buffalo Bills on Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, whatever night it was. And now this, Cody Latimer. I, Cody Latimer? I mean, was he going to be I, – I talked to somebody. I, I said, hey, is this guy going to be – at best, he's going to be the fifth receiver if everybody's healthy. Now, everybody's not going to be healthy, but, I mean, this, that was at best You because you could make an argument that, again, guys like Cam Sims, um, maybe, maybe Trey Qu- were better than him. At best, he was a number five guy and a potential at kick returner. I thought that was going to be his bigger role anyway. Uh, but, boy, if you're Cody Latimer, you cannot be doing this. All right, we'll come back and we'll wrap up today's Locked on Redskins podcast with a couple of news and note items. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us right here on LOR. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we finish up the Locked On Redskins podcast. One more further note about Cody Latimer. Uh, because the police report details have just kind of emerged, quite honestly. So a couple of things uh, through what has emerged over the last um, half an hour or so as I'm recording this on Monday afternoon. Apparently, according to the police report, Cody Latimer fired two shots near a man. Uh, after getting into an argument during a poker game in Englewood, Colorado, Friday night into Saturday morning. Now, according to the police report, again, according to the police report, so this is witnesses, of course, telling, Latimer apparently said he was going to, quote-unquote, kill everybody. True, untrue, it doesn't matter. That's the point. It doesn't matter. Goodbye. You can't have that on your team. You can't have that in your building. You just can't. Period. There's just no way. There's just no way. So that's the whole deal. Now, what we do have is a couple of things moving forward that we'll cover for you this week. Late last week, um, Thaddeus Moss and the Redskins news center, uh, Keith Ismael, spoke via Zoom video conference call. So we hope to bring you some of that audio. Uh, as well, a couple of things that we wanted to get into that are available more for you at redskinsreport.com, redskinsreport.com, part of si.com. Uh, I did a thing on the Redskins potentially changing uniforms. Now, listen, I'm not saying that they are. I'm not saying that they will. I, what I am saying is, should they, right? Should, should they consider it? Six NFL teams did it this year. And they're obviously doing it for multiple reasons. One, to give a fresh look. Two, to sell more merchandise. They never do it with the idea that it's going to backfire and that they're going to get ridiculed and criticized, right? But we all know it's a society where that's what we do. We ridicule and criticize for the most part. And anything we don't like uh, all of a sudden becomes mass hysteria. 
So this is the downside potentially to doing a uniform change. It could backfire very much. Like your goal is to give a fresh, clean, updated, cool look so that everybody runs around going, ooh, it's the Chargers. It's the Chargers. Like the Chargers are the only team in the history of mankind that has made a good uniform, right? And everyone runs around like the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers. Oh, we love it. We love it. We love it. Well, that's what you want, right? Because that's going to sell merch. And that's going to get people fired up and that's going to get people having pride. The problem is, is that just for every charger or for every like, oh, you know, well, we kind of like what the Buccaneers did or eight out of 10 times, whatever it might be, that a team changes uniform, gets a fresh new look, people hate it and they go ham on it and they crush it. And if you're the Washington, like if you're... If you're the Cleveland Browns, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you haven't been very successful either, but those teams seem to be able to avoid the major enormous criticism that the Redskins don't seem to be able to avoid. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's different. I, I don't know. Um, but like even the Rams, the Rams took a lot of criticism. They don't have a ton of fans, if we're being honest with you. I mean, relatively speaking, for a city like Los Angeles, you know, you probably have about, I don't know, maybe 60,000 people going to games, if that. Now, we'll see with the new stadium and all that. But people hated the Rams. New They tried to get a fresh look. People hated it. So if you do that, and if you commit to that, well, then what do you do if people hate it? You may think it's cool. You may like it. But if people hate it, then it's not good because, well... You're trying to get those people to buy your jerseys, to buy your hats, to buy your merch, to buy your logos, and it ain't working. So here's the bottom line. Uh, did a look at, at you know, all sorts of different Redskins combos and uniforms and uh, colors, the French's yellow mustard pants. They seem to be a thing of the past um, at this moment, thankfully. Um, so... Go check it out, redskinsreport.com. We have lots of other Redskins coverage that we'll be telling you about throughout the week uh, that my guys are doing. Uh, But again, I put that story together because people are just fascinated by uniforms for whatever reason. So go check that out, uh, redskinsreport.com. We will have uh, the very latest on Dexter Manley, Cody Latimer, uh, and anything else going on with the Washington Redskins uh, from a team standpoint and hopefully from a non-drama standpoint. Uh, Also, our last episode featured the preseason schedule if you missed that uh, and as well what is going to be happening once buildings are open which right now northern virginia they're not allowed to be which is where redskins park is so we will see what happens uh, with that and again players coaches not allowed to um, return uh, at least for right now even even when the doors officially are able to be open so don't get your hopes up uh, too high we are not seeing football until minimum Uh, training camp. Also, we don't know where training camp is going to be. My buddy Rick Snyder has something on that in his Redskins Tales story at redskinsreport.com. So you can go check that out as well. Also, don't forget to check out the Locked On NFL podcast uh, with Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. They're covering every story in the National Football League and beyond. All right, that's going to do it. Once again, thanks to our friends at Built Bar for helping us out right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.